0: All right, guys, well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow. I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's state of the market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market Podcast with your host, Pat Hyman and Kevin Kaufman. Hey, what's up, Rockstar Nation? Hey, you may have some uh, sound differences today, and I apologize for that. I had a dilemma at my house where I had HVAC company have to come in uh, unexpectedly this morning and started jacking up my... Floors and ceilings, and uh, I had to leave. And I'm at Starbucks. It's kind of noisy, but uh, the show must go on. And there was some good stuff that uh, I needed to talk about today. So uh, Kevin Kaufman is out today, and his uh, business partner and a realtor, well-known realtor, Mr. Nolly Williams, is my co-host. Welcome to State of the Market, Nolly. Hey, thank you, Pat. Glad to be here, man. Hey, why don't you tell everybody a little about yourself, Nolly, so they get to know you better?
1: I'm a speaker, trainer, author. I love to teach real estate agents how to be more successful and how to find their, their true passion in, in the craft of real estate. Uh, I took over a thousand listings my first 10 years after getting into the business. And now I teach, train, coach, and give back like you. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little high and junior.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. And Nolly is the ultimate high-eye real estate agent. Everybody knows Nolly. Uh, one of the only black guys that wears a cowboy hat in the middle of Boston, New York City, is some of these East Coast areas where they're like, who, who is this guy? So anyways, you can't miss him. Uh, I love the guy. And uh, but let's get into some news. Nolly, listen, so a lot, a lot, a lot of drama is going on online about this lawsuit with National Association of Realtors. So I want to... I want to read you a headline, and this headline says it all. And this is uh, off of Inman. It says, "What the bombshell buyer-side lawsuit means for realtors." What the bombshell buyer-side lawsuit means for realtors? And basically, what happened is on March six, which was a week ago or less, you know, a class action lawsuit was filed. And what a class action lawsuit is, Nolly, is simply, you know, a bunch of individuals that are suing on behalf of tons of other individuals. This one happens to be out of Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. And it includes, get this, these individuals include every person who sold a house in the MLS with these companies. And I'm going to read it here. All right, this is what's covered in it, right? Bright MLS, which includes Baltimore, uh, all of Maryland, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia, Washington DC, all of Washington DC, Florida Regional MLS, which is Tampa, Orlando, Sarasota, five more mLSs in the Midwest, six MLSs in the Southwest, three MLSs in the Mountain West, four MLSs in the southeast. And and basically there's so many MLSs out there and it includes it looks like they
1: include about twenty. How many MLSs are there? Do you know? You know, I was trying to look that up. I mean, we we know the MLS system came around uh, in the late 1800s. But as far as how many there are, it's a little bit elusive. uh, We'll have to keep looking at that. Uh, We know there's 1.3 million uh, uh, members of the National Association. And there really are, uh, from what I've looked at in the past, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of MLS systems. There. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch
0: of different ones. So anyway, so basically what they did is they, they took some of the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the largest MLSs in a country with hundreds of thousands of agents. And when you have hundreds of thousands of agents, it means millions and millions of transactions. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking millions of transactions. Then they went on to name, right? NAR, first and foremost, mm-hmm. the National Association of Realtors, right? Which like you said, oversees 1.3 million agents. Then you've got reology right yeah you know reology mhm home Big services goal. of america remax and keller williams those four wow the four largest real estate brokerages you know pretty much out there right those four reology home services of america remax and kw so they're going to be on these mlss and they're just hitting these brands right mm-hmm. and they're suing them suing them for antitrust. And uh, when antitrust is involved and, you know, everybody, anybody, you know, certainly you've had enough classes on antitrust that hopefully you know what the hell it is. But, but it, it basically, you know, pertains to, you know, is the consumer being dealt with fairly and getting a deal that you should get in a capitalist society, right, where you have fair competition, right? Where you have yeah. all of your options, and so the theory behind this lawsuit is this, and I'm going to try to break this down simply so so everybody can kind of gra- grasp it, and you can tell me, Nolly, after I do this, whether you agree with this lawsuit or disagree. Okay, okay. gotcha. All right. So number one, the MLS is required, right, for any brokerage who wants to be in business. Do you know that? Yes. Okay, yeah. the MLS is controlled by local associations,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So you got to go to your local association to get MLS.
1: Right. If you're a realtor, yeah.
0: If you're a realtor, okay. Now, so with the MLS being controlled by the local associations, we know that the local associations have to abide by NAR's rules and policies.
1: hmm
0: Okay, Now, one of the rules and policies is something, and you might not even know this, is something called the Buyer-Broker Commission Rule. You ever heard of it? I have not. Basically, the Buyer-Broker Commission Rule, which NAR enforces, okay, says the seller must pay the Buyer-Broker Commission, okay? And so they're saying that the interaction between, number one, National Association of Realtors Number two, the local associations, and number three, the local MLSs, along with the brokers I mentioned, constitute a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's the key word, conspiracy, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, what they what they need to prove to a jury, this this will be a jury thing, I guarantee it. You know, or I can't imagine how a judge is going to rule on this uh, ahead of time. But uh, it's going to, uh, you know, God forbid if you get picked for this sucker. But a coordinated action. Right? They need to prove a coordinated action. So they need to prove that on some level at some time in history, and it still runs today, that these four defendants, the NAR, your local association, and your local MLS, and KW, Remax, Realogy, and whoever the fourth one was, uh, Home Services of America, conspired to have the buyer broker agreement, the buyer broker commission paid by the seller, and that has kept the commissions high, which then harms home sellers, and the reason it harms home sellers is because home, essentially what they're saying, and I'm going to dumb it down, all along, sellers have been paying too much commission, like sellers do not know (laughs) that they're allowed to take a listing commission and co-op out zero, there's actually a button on a lot of these if not all of these MLSs that ha- that is it stands for N. N which stands for negotiable, which means if you want to a commission in as negotiable, which means you guys figure it out with your buyer agent or we don't, you know, you put it into the offer and we'll pay it maybe that nobody knows about and nobody uses and all these guys have conspired to or or it doesn't exist at all in the MLS. Right? So, all of these people have conspired to keep the commissions double what they really are, right? The commission should be between the seller and the agent. This is the commission. This is what you pay me. Everything else is up to, you know, it's up to the market. And they're, they're out for blood, man. They, they think yeah. that they're going to win. Yeah. What do you think, Nolly Williams? What is your opinion on this controversial subject,
1: sir? Well, I will tell you, Pat Hyman, you really articulated that very well. You broke it down very, very well. And I can actually see from, from the perspective of how you broke it down, the argument from both sides. Uh in Texas, speaking on where where I am, it's very clear. I'll speak to my side and then I would then I'll speak to the seller side for a moment. Because I think as as Realtors it's very difficult for us to put ourselves in the seller's shoes you know ninety six percent of my business has always been sellers working with sellers so from the seller's perspective I definitely can see the point that they're making it's you know without a doubt especially if they're if they're um, in the dark on how, how all this how this money you know the money trail if they if they don't know how this money uh, spreads out they you know that's an issue now what I always explain to my sellers now and be- before we get into that remember the big antitrust thing that came against the National association originally was price fixing okay so in reality this is just a back door or a side door to the same issue
0: what's up? A brokers, a team leaders, office managers, and rainmakers of teams. I got a question for you today. What are the two most frustrating things about running a real estate team? The two things that cause you more headaches than anything else. Think about it. The brokers I've talked to have all given me the same answer. Recruiting and retention if you're in the same boat if nothing you've tried seems to work i've got some good news your problem finding recruiting and retaining high quality agents are about to be over i'm launching my new retute course a course that provides an in-depth first ever look at the recruiting and retention secrets of the industry's top recruiters to kick off retutes launch I'm offering the course along with two other high value items at a super low price to podcast listeners. Since I'm throwing in two free items with my Retute secrets course, I'm going to simply call it my one, two, three discount package. Okay. So let me talk to you about the one, two, three discount package. In addition to Retoot, you're going to get a subscription for each of your teammates or anybody in your office to my big profit weekly jackpot emails, which are basically agents from around the world giving advice on how to increase your profit on a daily basis in this business. If your agents put these effective, easy to implement tips to use, their sales and the most importantly, their profits will improve. Plus, I'll provide you with a year's worth of monthly sales meetings, content to have At your sales meeting so you don't have to struggle figuring out what to say to your agents or your team I'm calling it my lunch and learn sales training series that's an entire year's worth of sales meetings that you won't have to plan and that your agents are guaranteed to get massive value from so to recap purchasing the one two three discount package gets you one my brand new retweet course two my big profit agents weekly jackpot emails for everybody in your office and three a year's worth of lunch and learn training sessions if you want this limited time package act fast and go to hybendigital.com backslash one two three real easy hybendigital.com backslash one two three
1: You know, price fixing was that issue that said, and they did get slapped on that one. That we we basically conspired to set commission rates at an even, let's just arbitrarily say six <laughs> percent. You know, that that and that was apparently. You know, you'll have to do the research on that to see how that was ruled out. But um, there there definitely were some issues there with the previous antitrust um, thing that happened years and years ago. Now this one is pretty much part and parcel to that, or, or it, I mean, let's face it, it comes back to the commission issue. Um, it comes back to the consumer. Yeah. It can you it prove that consumers
0: getting screwed? Like in the, in the right. one you're talking about, you know, yeah, the consumer got screwed because a bunch of guys got together, right. guys and girls got together. Yeah. We're gonna keep our commission here. You know, don't give the consumer a deal. Right. And they got busted, right? Right? And, and back went, right. and they and they lost. Yeah. And and so what they're saying here, and it's going to be much more difficult to prove because it's not like in a room where right. you can video it or you can right. say this happened at the Hilton Garden Inn on this date. They could say these guys conspired though somehow. And and so here's the thing: I don't think they'd be going after it unless they had some sort of proof. Something, yeah. And, and and it's probably whatever the proof is is probably in writing. Like, hey, you know. And in, in writing is, is this quote-unquote buyer-broker clause in NAR. Yeah. To, to yeah. They're, they're saying that NAR should never have said this. That NAR should have said, talk to your seller like a third day can understand. Right. Let them pick what they want. Yeah. Um, and, and I can tell you, man, I've listed thousands and thousands of houses. Uh-huh. And, and I can certainly say that so there were sellers that I listed their house that had no clue what the co-op commission was. Right. They had no clue, you know what I mean? I was, uh, this, all they cared about was this is what it was gonna cost me and this is my net, yeah. Right? yeah. And I think that occurs still today and I know it occurs today. As a matter of fact, there was a survey that I read that 45% of all sellers didn't even know what the word co-op commission was, didn't even mm. know what the wow. amount of money that another agent was getting paid, yeah. right? and uh it boils down to really at like at a listing appointment how much time is spent by the agent explaining this yeah. is my commission this is what you're going to give to the other guy yeah and uh, do, do you want to offer this do you want to offer this or do you want to offer nothing for 30 days and see what happens guarantee you that's not happening right and and that's what they're saying so let, let me ask you because you're still active agent yeah, how much time do you spend going over? Not commission, Nolly. Not commission. Co-op commission. Co-op commission.
1: Yeah. So I, I have a very simple exercise that I do, and I and I view it differently than some might articulate. And I actually teach it this way. So I actually have an exercise where I just take out six business cards, and I say this is if if for example I'm charging six percent on that one it might be seven, and I but if it's a six, I'll take out six business cards, and I'll just put the uh, you know the three business cards aside and said this now this is my fee I explained to him that that the full amount is my commission that's what I'm charging now I'm going to take fifty percent of my fee and pay it out to a cooperating broker who brings me a buyer for the property so I don't I don't look at it as two separate things I look at it as they're paying me X and I'm using my money <laughs> uh, at that point it becomes when I've earned the money, it becomes mine. So when I've sold the property, when, I, when I've uh, contractually, like I'm due my money when they agree on a particular offer. Once they sign and agree, I've earned my commission, but it's my commission. So I look at it as completely, that's my commission. Now I'm not, I don't look at it as they're doing something with their money. Yeah, but it's and not your commission. It's the other agents. Like your, your commission is half that. No, my commission is a full amount. Like if you look at the Texas agreement, and and it might just be a thing uh, uh, between different uh, listing agreements. Um, I can read our agreement upside down, backwards, sideways. Um, I made it a point to actually memorize uh, our Texas agreement before I even, uh, like within my first two or three months in the business. So you you spend time. So if your sellers were to
0: take a survey that would say, do you know what your co-op commission is? They
1: would pass that test. And it's on my video, too. They, they, every one of them uh, has to watch my video before they list with me. And I explain it there as well. It's very, very detailed. It, it even has uh, animated GIFs where they can see the, 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 the money move around. Like, they'll see 3% go over here, and they'll see 3% go over there. I mean, it's very, very clear with my sellers. Um, okay, so, so let's walk this through. This is fun.
0: Okay, so how did you learn that trick about, you know, the commission? Where you take out six business cards and you say, these these number of business cards are mine and these number of business cards are the other agents. How, where'd you learn that?
1: Well, it goes back, it's kind of an older trick in the game. I, I like the way Ben Kenny taught it. Years and years ago, I went to one of his seminars and he does he does it with $6 bills. Um, now, the way I do it is I actually do it on a video. So it actually, like I said, it's animated to where it shows them every single, so it take, okay, so let me let me ask you this. So is it possible that you may have learned that at a brokerage?
0: Absolutely. Or a brokerage event. <laughs> Everything you learned yeah. At a brokerage. yeah. I mean that's where right. it comes full circle. Absolutely. You know, yeah, it comes at a brokerage event, right? Absolutely. Okay, and was that brokerage part of a local MLS? Absolutely. And yeah, did class. that local MLS have to abide by NAR's rules and policies? Yeah, and see, here's where it gets tricky,
1: because, yes, well, what I didn't realize was that NAR had that clause, you know, I haven't actually read that, where there's, they're basically making a commandment, or they're commanding that, see, I, I, I'll be,
0: I'll be yeah, I haven't read it either, and I haven't read the lawsuit either, so I really, we're just, me and you are just type talking hypothetically yeah, yeah, yeah. for a new show, you know what I mean, we haven't, we're not lawyers, we haven't read it, but on the sur- let's just say on the surface, right? Yeah. You know, you learned it at a brokerage or a brokerage's events. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brokerage is part of uh, part of a board. That board abides by NAR policies. Yeah. One of the NAR policies is something called the buyer broker commission rule, the BBCR. Yeah. And basically, and and this is again according to the lawsuit, and I haven't read the BBCR, but it says the BBCR forces sellers to pay for the buyer broker commission.
1: Yeah.
0: And if that's true, then what they're saying is, hey, this is a problem. Because right. the seller should have the option to say no. hmm I want or or if they don't say no, should have the option to say, I want to do a co-op commission of a hundred bucks right. or, or, or Absolutely. two dollars or anything, yeah. pull it out of their butt. And I want to do it for this amount of time. And if it doesn't sell, I'll raise it or I'll lower it or whatever. And they're trying to say, and and again, I don't, I'm not a lawyer. You know, I don't understand this, but they're trying to say, hey, this whole thing, these years and years of, of keeping sellers potentially maybe Uh right in the dark about what they're allowed and not allowed to do is, is, is worth an antitrust lawsuit. Now, here's the thing. Like at the brokerage, I, I can remember being at brokerages where you know I would bring a listing in, and the, the office manager would say, you know, the co-op must be this percent. You know what I mean? Like, a, and the reason that they would say that is because they didn't want the backlash. Like if I was gonna, if I was gonna do a really low co-op or a co-op <laughs> low lower than industry standard, yeah. then agents were gonna start mailing nasty letters. Right. And you know, I actually did this once. I dropped my co-op fee on a listing yeah. and an agent from a competing office yeah. took, printed it out, circled it, put a big X to it and put F-U-C-K-Y-O-U right on it in like bold red letters, yeah. with like 12 explanation points and yeah. mailed
1: it to me. Wow. You know, I, I had that happen to me and, um, as well. Um, and it was not quite that bad, but it was close. And um, man, social media would have been a great thing for that, huh? <laughs> Tag that person on, on his own. I mean, can you imagine? Well, you know, here's the, here's
0: the thing nowadays, nowadays, that would be like that, that's, pretty, that's, antitrust, I think, right? I mean, not. Well, like, that's. Like, that's uh, if I was scared of that agent, let's say I was a brand new agent. Yeah, and that agent did that, and they were a big agent in the market. I could say, you know, I was bullied into right charging, you know, a certain co-op or offering a certain co-op, and right. thereby that could be a it could be a subtle form of
1: antitrust. Yeah, I don't know. I don't here, know, here, dude. I don't here's, make here's, these decisions. Well, but here, here, here's, what, here's what 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 gives me the rub on that whole thing, and you know, you've got to go state to state; it's going to be different. Obviously, in Texas, we have promulgated forms by, that were promulgated, promulgated by attorneys. Um, I don't know what they look like in your state or other states. I've seen some in California, et cetera. But I think that when you look at the listing agreement, the contract uh, or, the, or the listing uh, agreement itself, it's ultra clear that the amount that I'm charging is my fee and that I'm taking my fee and agreeing to pay part of it to a cooperating broker now what they're saying is which i which i also can see the point of their argument is they're saying that um in reality what's happening is that the the seller is paying it and of course that's what what's happening right but when you look at the language in the agreement the agreement is very clear that this is my that this is my uh Commission, and that I can pay whatever percentage I want to a cooperating broker. I actually have the ability to do that within the documentation. I mean, I'm sure all of all Yeah, that. I hope so. Yeah, and I, and and you know, here's the thing. And I know Remax has the best lawyers. Yeah, I,
0: Ella Williams does. I know Warren Buffett does. You know, I know all these guys that are getting sued have great lawyers. Yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you who probably has the
1: the least deep pockets in all of this is the local board. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the The local boards could be wiped out by this. What do you think about that? I think that, you know, the the local boards could be, um, because they have a lot of people working there for next to nothing. They're working on razor thin budgets, and they're going to just be pointing the finger back to the lawyers at the state level um, and saying, Hey, you guys put this together. You know, we're just, we, we just work here. We're just employees, you know, but when you look at it, if you, if you take it, if we're looking at it from a granular level, I'm looking at it as a, little, as a real estate agent, another person's looking at it as a seller. That's a granular level. But let's let's take a 30,000-foot view of this. Was there a conspiracy involved? You and I can't say for sure there wasn't. I mean, we don't know. Okay, so if NAR makes this rule, and then the MLSs have to comply with that, and then the state, you know, the, the uh, boards and associations have to comply, it, it's almost like a big boomerang. You know what I mean? And so, you almost could create, I mean, the argument could be that you could create the documentation or the legal documentation uh, to have the influence of, of of being legit, whereas there might have been a conspiracy. I mean, we don't know. I mean, is this a, a Rothschild, Rockefeller situation? I mean, we, we don't know.
0: <laughs> Honestly, well, here's, the thing one, here's, yeah. here's the thing that, that I think is, is problematic, and that's like I, I really wonder if there, if REMAX International has a, how do you say it, a Bible or a, a, you know, a book yeah. that, uh, that all REMAX agents sign and Keller Williams has a book that all agents sign that says, yeah. you know, co-op commissions are handled this way, right? And if they do, I think it, it helps, right? Because they could say, hey, that is our rule. Mm-hmm. But I think what has happened over the years is the the corporate company, Remax, at KW and Berkshire Hathaway have, have not said this is our rule, right. and they dropped it down to the local level where the office manager says this is the co op you need to get and trained them on that. Right. And so there's nothing in writing saying, "Hey, th- this is how we handle co ops." And I think it's actually going to hurt these companies because you know because the companies were teaching it that's how you learned it that's how Nali learned it that's how I learned it yeah. right and the companies were teaching it encouraging agents to attend events that were teaching it and and then those companies of course are related
1: as we uh, spoke earlier <laughs> yeah yeah I mean when you really pull back on this thing man it's it's I mean basically the bottom line they're saying it's a racket I mean, that, that's the bottom line, right? Just like, uh, and, and what would they go after next, Pat? HOAs? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, that, that's a whole other uh, conversation. But what do, you, what do you mean by that?
0: Like, <laughs> how would that be anti? Texas? Because, like, some HOAs try to charge what other ones charge? Well, there's no profit in there. That's the problem with the HOAs, right? They have to, with the HOAs, everything's disclosed, dude. There's not, it's not like they make a profit unless there's a management thing. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that rebus university has to offer you have access to all of them to start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks go to futureofrealestatetraining.com that's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text trial t-r-i-a-l to 444-999 that's trial to 444-999 Here, let me get back to this, Nolly. This yeah, is yeah, something yeah. interesting. Like, so, it. basically, the. Um, started on the HOAs. <laughs> but, okay, so this is the reason this isn't a big joke is because yeah. these law firms that filed this mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, these are big boys with billions of dollars. So, oh, yeah. like, a lot of these class action lawsuits, I've watched them before, you know, they fizzle out because yeah. they don't have enough money to, to hang in there for like right. 10, 12 years. Right. So, um, they can't do it, sometimes 20 years. Now, these guys are on a bunch of these lawyer lists like this. Hagens Berman, Sobel, and Shapiro, Cohen, Mm -hmm. Milstein, Sellers, and Toll are the two law firms. They're both listed as the most feared plaintiff firms Mm -hmm. in the world on a list. And here's some of the stuff that they've already done. Remember, did you ever get an iPhone? Did you ever uh, try to buy a book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble on your iPhone five years ago? And you put it. You had to use Apple Books in order to get it because you were buying it from an iPhone. The only way you yeah. could buy it from Amazon is you had to go to a laptop to do it. Yeah, um, yeah I remember that. And, and uh, so, th- so they were successful in, in uh, beating up Apple on that lawsuit, which huh. I think was worthy. They took a 1.6 billion dollar settlement from Toyota when Toyota had that sudden acceleration uh-huh. problem with its cars. Oh, bad. That was terrible. Uh, and they've, they've, yeah, they've got hundreds of billions of dollars in victories between the two of them. Mm. And, um, you know, they're not ambulance chasers, dude. These are, these are hard, freaking
1: core, right? Can these you, are, yeah. Can, can you imagine, Pat, the stack of paperwork that they had to go through and review to come up with this and feel like they really have something? That's pretty, that's, that's going to be interesting to see. That right there, yeah. It's it. Where, where could this? So what's the end game? Like, are they saying what? What, what do they want? In other words, does it say? <laughs> do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that they. You know, just like all this stuff, they want.
0: They want, like, massive, massive fairness and disclosure. It's all, it's all, it's, yeah, transparency. It's all, you gotta, you gotta bring it all back to the consumer, Nolly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, yeah. what is in best interest of the consumer? Is it in the best interest of the consumer that the consumer, um, you know, who's selling their house, and it, this isn't, isn't for buyers, right. you know, this is for sellers. Right. If the consumer is selling their house, is it in best interest of the consumer that the agents say, here's the deal, you know, my fee is X. Uh, the co-op commission uh, is completely negotiable. You can charge zero, or you can charge, the, you can double my half, which most agents do, right? They say this is my fee, double it, and we'll pay that to the other agent. You know, you know. I think at the end of the day, or anything that lies in between, mm-hmm. and including a uh, what one would call a decoupling of the real estate commission, which means yeah. including uh, nothing and making the buyer work it out okay, with their right. agent what right. they get paid that's called exactly. decoupling of the commission so right. uh, is that discussion happening on the front lines of the kitchen tables absolutely positively it's not and not. i think no. that and i think that um, i think that's their end goal is like uh, are sellers overpaying for real estate commissions because agents are not savvy they're not taught Right. They're not. They're not having discussions about this as they should. And if the, and 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 because they're withholding this information, does that mean the seller is being hurt? Mm. You know, sellers right. are being hurt, and that's what they're suing. You know, all these all these sellers were the ones that would benefit from a class action lawsuit. Basically, anyone that sold a house from 2015, from some month in 2015 till today. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's a lot of, tra- you're talking millions and millions of transactions. A lot, a lot. yeah. And and, 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 and uh, the scary part is uh, whenever you do a class action lawsuit like this, this sort of litigation, it's what they call treble damages, which yeah. means you're not suing for that commission back, that co-op commission. You're not suing mm-hmm. for that co-op commission back. You're suing for three times that co-op commission. Yeah. So if your co-op commission is, let's say, you know, uh, average of six thousand dollars <laughs> or nine thousand yeah. dollars you're you're suing for eighteen thousand to twenty seven thousand dollars per transaction yeah uh, uh, you know for all of these places for all of these companies from 2015
1: forward i mean that that, that uh, that's what you call going for broke you know? <laughs> and, and, you know i mean that's that's the uh the big the big boom of bankruptcy because i mean anytime if if you you go to any you know American citizen. Let's just put it at the granular level again, and you have them pay back hundred percent of their wages three times the wages that they earned last year. Can't do it, you know. They uh, they they and and what they're really looking to do, from what from what I can tell, is to topple or at very best uh, very least reconstruct the dynamics of the real estate game or the industry as a whole. And so it, it would beg the the uh, the question, Pat, who's behind that? Like is it is it really consumer driven or is it something else? That's that's what I would ask.
0: Well Nally, yeah, that's that's the bottom line. Well the funny thing is dude we've um we've used up our time. We can't even talk about any other news today but this, Are you but this was but this was good, okay. buddy. I mean this, yeah, yeah. Is, this was good. I mean this is uh this is top news man and this is no joke I think it's worth talking about better than any other news out there so uh, you know guys everybody listening I apologize about the about the noise. I hope you guys can get over it and I hope that I hope my cheesy cheesy old uh, white apple uh, headphones that I get with the you get free with the Apple phone have been. Quality enough compared to my $600 microphone that I have in my studio. But uh, you know, the show must go on, and it's, a, it's been a lot better than it would have been if, if you had jackhammers and drills and things like that going on uh, uh, in my house. So, anyways, Nolly, hey, I appreciate you coming on today, bro. Uh, it's anything to an sign
1: off with, my friend? It's been an honor and a privilege, Pat, to share the stage with you and to talk about this very controversial topic that affects not just sellers, not just buyers. Not just an entire industry, but also a whole bunch of people, like one point some million. So we're all kind of hanging on to see how this goes, um, and we're learning from it as well.
0: Yeah, and and what people don't realize about class action suits is like other people could could jump on the bus. Like so, what happens is once a class action suit starts going, mm-hmm. it's just like the vaginal mesh ones and the mesothelioma, right? Yep. You know, once they get started then other people start jumping on and say oh that's me that's me that's me right, so you'll right. see other brokerages if this starts moving forward uh, you know starting to jump on not brokerages but you start other uh consumers uh, other you know you'll just see it start growing like a snowball rolling down a hill if yeah you know if it starts getting traction right now it's
1: at yeah. the very beginning it was just yeah. filed on March 6th yeah um so it's pretty yeah. new if it turns out to be that there's any merit to it, it could go down that road. But I also think it's very interesting that the industry itself is being sort of bombasted to a degree from more than one side. This is not the only side that's going against the, um, the traditional way of selling real estate or the industry. And they've tried many times to topple um, the industry without success. Let's see how this one goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it
0: more on uh, future new shows. All right, guys. So this has been great. I really appreciate you jumping on, Nolly, and uh, you know, uh, best of luck to you in Austin, Texas, my friend. And let's uh, let's meet up in the future. All right, we'll do it. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host Pat Hyman and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at rebus university R-A-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up.